So, mamas, do your kids get extra cranky during the holidays? <laughs> do your kids get holiday meltdowns? I'm asking because we are about to enter into a season of all the crazy busyness of Christmas. Frenzied shop parties after party, big family gatherings, all of the festivities, and even photo shoots. A lot of events are coming during the Christmas season. Well, as adults, that is okay for us, of course. Like, personally, I love family gatherings. I love parties. I love reunions and all of that. In fact, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. Apart from, of course, it's my birth month. <laughs> I love everything about it. But when I became a mom, I had one problem to look out for. And that is the overstimulation <laughs> that turns my otherwise well-behaved little boys into little gremlins causing ugly, messy, really loud holiday tantrums or holiday meltdowns. So for this episode, mamas, we will be talking all about that, how to prevent our kids into going into meltdowns or into going into tantrums. And I will also be sharing with you three easy hacks that my husband and I do to avoid or to prevent our little boys from going into crack mode <laughs> and going into meltdowns. All right, so see you inside Mama's. Hey, Mama friend, welcome to the Mommypedia podcast. Are you a first-time mom who's wondering if you're doing it right? Are you struggling to know how to properly take care of your little one? Do you wish you had a pediatrician friend in your pocket so you can get answers anytime and stop second-guessing every decision you make? I'm Dr. Jet. I'm a pediatrician with two little boys myself and after practicing for two years, I ended up being a stay-at-home mom because my firstborn had a medical condition. Yes, I'm a pediatrician but I too struggled with first-time mom problems like breastfeeding, my son being in the hospital, and I was battling postpartum blues and lost my self-worth. In this podcast, I will be here as your new BFF Pediadoc who's gonna be giving you weekly advice on all your first-time mom problems, from that really bad diaper rash to baby isn't sleeping through the night, and all the way to feeling lost and overwhelmed yourself. We have got solutions for you. I can't wait to walk this motherhood journey beside as your new dog bestie that you can have in your pocket. There's no need for a waiting room, mama. Just pop your earbuds in and let's talk. You know, before I became a mom, I love getting my days or getting my schedule full with all the festivities during the Christmas season. I love reunions, speeding up with friends, dressing up. I even love the craziness of the last minute Christmas shopping. <laughs> In fact, I purposely do my last minute shopping because I love the hustle and bustle of the Christmas shopping during the last minute when it's already near Christmas. <laughs> It's crazy, I know, but well, it only comes once in a year, so I love the feel of all the business. <laughs> yes, that's right. I I really loved it. But when I became a mom and when I had Kael, that all changed. I still love Christmas and I still love all the business, but then going to these events or going to these festivities it didn't seem as enjoyable anymore because 
it's already causing a lot of trouble, not just for me and my husband, but also for the other people around us in wherever place we go to. Example, one time, I was still two years old then, and I didn't have a nanny back then, so we were scheduled or we were invited to this big family gathering. And of course, I was so excited because as a stay-at-home mom, I don't get up much. So this was a big thing for me. I wanted to dress up and I wanted to go out there, have conversations, real adult conversations, and have some fun. You know, eat and drink. And that was my expectation. So I was so excited. But then come, you know, during the party, the minute we got there, Kael was, you know, so tense. And to the point that he just clung to me the entire time. He wanted to breastfeed. He was crying. He didn't eat. He didn't play. He just really wanted to cling to me. So we ended up staying in one of the host bedrooms so that Kael will come down and so he can breastfeed without crying. That's where I ended up, you know, makeup and all, dressed up and all. I was staying inside the bedroom alone with my son breastfeeding. <laughs> so much for expectations, right? But that was the scenario. We tried it several times after that, you know, different parties. We tried it again, but it was still the same scenario. So my husband and I decided that we really have to say no. After a number of scenarios, the same as that one, we just gave up. And my husband and I just gave up and we ended up really just picking or choosing events that that cater not just for us but but also cater to our kids which brings me to the three hacks that i'm going to be sharing with you and which brings me to the first one which is kind of related to that the first one is to avoid over scheduling and to allow for some downtime you have to remember that babies and children Whenever you bring them to an unfamiliar place, especially if it's noisy and there's a lot of activity, they get overstimulated. And when that happens, they tense up, they feel uncomfortable, and that's when they have meltdowns. They're very, you know, prone to crank mode. They cling to you, they cry, they don't understand what they're feeling actually. So for this, during the holiday season, yes, there will be a lot of events. I'm sure of that. You will be invited to a lot of parties, a lot of gatherings. You have to remember that if you are in a season wherein you still have little kids with you, you have to accept that there will be many times that you will have to decline these invitations. Okay, You have to say no, or you might be going there, but you will really have to go home earlier than you used to because again you have to realize that you now have little kids to attend to and it's not just going to be you who's going to be uncomfortable but it's also the other guests who's going to be uncomfortable and i'm pretty sure it won't be enjoyable on your part as well so if you are in a season where you still have little kids it's best to just stay home but if you really want to go and it's really important for you to go, say for example, it's an important family event. We're going to go there earlier, like 5.30, and by the time that it's 8 p.m. or 8.30 or 9 p.m., we will already be going home at that time. 
So you can go there earlier so that you can leave earlier. And avoid overscheduling, like avoid joining or attending parties like for consecutive days. So do space it to allow your kids some rest time or some downtime. That is also the reason why you go there with earlier, you know, there's not much people around yet and go home earlier as well to allow for them some downtime. All right. The second hack is to set expectations, <laughs> not just for yourself. Of course, it's not going to be a night of party for you. Of course not. You know, but you also have to set expectations for your kids. What I mean by this is you have to tell your child what he or she can expect in advance. Where, like, where are you going? Who's going to be there? In fact, if it's a huge family gathering, what I usually do is I show my son pictures of who's going to be there. And this is the house that we're going to go to. These are the cousins that he's going to meet with and all of that. And I will also be telling him what's going to happen. No. And sometimes I even tell him the type of food that's going to be there. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, just have them expect that that's what's going to happen and that's who they're going to meet during the party or during the event that you're going to that way they won't feel so alarmed and it won't feel as uncomfortable for them because you already told them ahead uh, the third hack is to keep an eye on your children's sugar intake because mama's you already know how sugar alters your child's mood and behavior. The, our children, our little ones, get more emotional. They get more hyper. They're quick to anger, quick to tantrums, and all of that when they are on sugar overload. So how much is too much? I did an episode on this, and that's in episode 51. Do check on that. It's about how much is too much sugar for our little ones just in time for the holiday binging season, right? And I also gave there some tips on how you can prevent too much sugar intake and how you can prevent your kids from going overboard with their sugar intake, all right? Okay, mamas. Also, mamas, before I end this episode, because that's already the third three hacks that I wanted to share with you, that's on avoid overscheduling and allow for some downtime. The second one is to set expectations, not just for you, but also for your kids. And the third one is to, you have to keep track on their sugar intake. Okay, I want to just emphasize more on overstimulation and how you can actually deal with overstimulation. Say, for example, you already brought your kids to an event wherein you know you feel like they're overstimulated and they're already having meltdowns or they're already having tantrums so what you can do or how to deal with overstimulation okay for babies when you see that your baby is overwhelmed or overstimulated you have to take your baby somewhere that's quiet and less bright the same thing that i did with kael during that party that we brought him the the example that I shared with you just a while ago. So you bring them to a place that's more quiet and less bright and if possible wherein you just you and your baby are alone where they can calm down. You can also breastfeed them because breastfeeding is a very familiar activity for them and your presence and your nearness 
your smell, and everything about breastfeeding is a surefire way to calm your babies when they're overstimulated. Now for toddlers and preschoolers, the first thing that you need to do is to try to tell yourself to calm down because this way, this will help your child to calm down too. The third thing that you need to do is to help your child put into words the feelings that they're they're feeling at that moment. If they're much too overwhelmed at that time, you can process them the following day. What I usually do is I talk to my son and I actually draw some figures, like emoji figures, to process the feelings that they were feeling during that particular event when they were having meltdowns and when they were having tantrums. All right, so you just talk to them. Why were they upset? You know, if they're not yet fully equipped, you know, to put into full words or full sentences and what they're feeling, you can very well just draw or illustrate for them. That way, both of you will understand each other. Now, for school-age children, so you might think because this is the age where children can already regulate themselves and they can already start calming themselves down. So you might think that they can, they don't get overstimulated, but you know what? They still do. Now my son gets overstimulated and he gets really cranky, but their crankiness is not already crying or you know throwing tantrums. It's not. They're not gonna act like that. The the school age children or the grade school children, what they usually do is, you know, they seem more clumsy. They seem tired. They, they're bored, they fuss over the food. So what can you do when they're already at that particular moment? Okay, since they can already talk and you can already talk to them as well, both of you can understand each other, you can now help your child put into words what they're feeling. But you cannot talk to them at that particular instance. Now you have to bring them to a much more quiet place bring them outside. What I usually do is I bring my son outside where it's much more quiet and away from everyone and away from all the noise and activities. I usually bring him outside or inside a room and I talk to him, what's wrong? Is it the noise? Is it the no-? And he usually tells me it's usually the loud noise and you know all the activity that's going around. What I usually do is I tell him that let's just take a moment here let's say 30 minutes here and then we're gonna go back inside and after 30 minutes we're gonna head home so this is also the time this is also the age group wherein setting expectations is really important so that they can also expect once the time to go home or once the time to meet his cousins or once the time to eat and everything about that all right that's about for dealing over simulation or dealing with meltdowns itself Okay, I hope that helped you, mamas. I don't know if <laughs> when I was recording this, I was like, my, I have so many things on my head because we've had so many experiences with meltdowns and and tantrums with my kids. Who when we when we usually go to parties or when we usually go to events during the Christmas season, which is why we just really choose the very important ones, and that's usually. The family gatherings lang but otherwise you know the reunions we don't usually attend anymore because we don't want the you know the overwhelm and the overstimulation for our kids okay now what you can do since there's just three hacks and how to deal with overstimulation what you can do is just pick one 
and do it consistently and try it for during the, the holiday season. If that worked for you, do share it in the community inside the First Time Moms Club or you can very well tag me in your stories in Instagram. I am at Mommypedia Podcast in Instagram and the link also to the Facebook group is right just below. Also, we can talk more about this and all the things that bothering you or it's giving you challenges at the moment as a new mom or as a first-time mom we can very much talk about this inside the new mom survival coaching you can email me at mompreneurmd.docjet at gmail.com if you didn't get that the email is also right below this episode all right thank you so much mamas i hope to see you in the next one until then the doctor is out love and light to you mama Thank you so much for being here, Mama. I hope this episode gave value to you and has blessed you today. And well, my little boy, Kael, also wants to say something. Hi, I'm Kael. If you liked my mom's episode, please leave a review and subscribe to my mom's podcast. Or if you are already a subscriber, please support this podcast by sharing it to your mom friends. My mom will be super happy. I'm helping her do this so she won't go back to practice and so she can stay with us here at home even more. Yay! That's all! <laughs> Always my funny little vibe. But yes, mama, if this gave value to you or has touched you in some way, to share this to your friends so we can bless them too. Or you can share it to your stories in Instagram and please do tag me too. I am in Instagram at Mommypedia Podcast and you can also find me in Facebook also at Mommypedia Podcast. And do join my community in Facebook. It's the Mommypedia Room. There's a link right below. You can just click that and it will lead you right inside the community. Thank you so much again, mamas. Till next time. Until then, the doctor is out. Aww, so good.